Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. We're so glad you joined us here for the conversation as we go verse by verse through the book of Jeremiah. Our series, The Hard Truth, is looking at this Old Testament prophet's messages of sorrow, judgment, and hope. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Hello, friends, and welcome back. Thanks for joining us again today in Jeremiah 23, I think. These days are so busy, I I don't know who I am, where I am, what I am, if I am. But uh, I'm pretty sure we're in Jeremiah chapter 23 and verse number 16. So if you would uh, find your place there, if you're following along, and we'll just dive right in. Wow, what what a conclusion to last episode when we talked about how God was viewing his very people as as he viewed Sodom and Gomorrah. And I'm reminded of even what Jesus said when he talked about the, the primary place where he did most of his ministry, which is what we call the gospel triangle. It's Capernaum. That was his adopted headquarters after Nazareth rejected him. And then Bethsaida, that's that fishing village where Peter, Andrew, James, and John were from. And then uh, Chorazin. Um, and that was a little bit up the hill. But if you look at on a map today, it kind of forms a triangle, those three places. And Jesus spent a lot of time there. They saw a lot of miracles and they heard a lot of messages from the Lord. And remember, when the Lord rebuked the people for rejecting his ultimate message about the gospel and who his identity, he said, woe unto you, Corazon. Woe unto you, Bethsaida. Woe unto you, Capernaum, if the mighty works had, which were done in thee had been done in Tyre and Sidon or Sodom and Gomorrah, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. So even in Jesus' day, he compared them to Sodom and Gomorrah. Why? Because in the Jewish way of thinking, that's as bad as it gets. And we don't ever like to think of ourselves as as bad as we can get. And yet that's exactly what was happening in this day of Jeremiah, and God referenced that when he referenced their sin, he compared them to Sodom and Gomorrah. Look at verse number 16. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. To think about what the Lord is saying there, he's saying through Jeremiah to the people, hey, don't listen to these preachers. Turn your, turn your Christian radio station off. Don't go to that church. Don't listen to that podcast. Now, do listen to this podcast. But what's the Lord saying? The Lord is saying, just because someone can say it well or can say it authoritatively or can say it in the majority, because that's what was happening. These prophets were skilled people. These prophets were in the majority. These prophets were giving messages that sounded really, really good. And God said through Jeremiah, don't listen to them. Look at verse number 16. They make you vain. The, the, the result of their messages, if applied to your life, if you follow what they're saying, it will just bring emptiness. You are going to be sorry that you listen to that kind of a message. They make you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart and not, not out of the mouth of the Lord. So where is their message coming from? Their message is coming from their own invention. 
what they want to be true, what they think is true out of their own heart. They're just making it up. Boy, does that not sound like a lot of preaching today? How can you ascertain the difference? How do you know if a message is coming from a person's own heart or if it's coming from the Word of God? Well, thankfully today, we have an objective resource. We have a lens through which we can examine every message, and that is the Word of God. So if a message aligns with the Word of God and is derived from the Word of God, then that's a message to which we should listen. If it's a message that it just sounds good and it's kind of pop psychology and, but it doesn't really jive with the scripture. That's a message we should avoid. I think about the Berean people when the apostle Paul went there and and gave the, the message about Messiah and Messiah being Jesus. They searched the scriptures, whether or not the things that Paul said were actually true. That was a good thing to do. They were using the scriptures themselves, the unchanging word of God, as the objective resource by which to judge the preaching of a man. That's so important. Look at verse number 17. They say, they say still unto them that despise me. So the prophets are speaking to the people that despise the Lord. They don't want to follow God. They don't have good things to say about God. What are the prophets saying to them? Look at verse number 17. The Lord hath said, the Lord hath said, ye shall have peace. And they say unto everyone that walketh after the imagination of his own heart, no evil shall come upon you. So these false prophets are saying to people that have no intention to serve God, don't even love God, don't even follow God. Hey, don't worry about it. It's all going to be good. It's, it's all going to work out. It, this isn't, bad things won't happen. That's why God said, don't listen to them. They're just being Novocaine to your spirit. Uh, they're taking away temporary pain that ought, but the, that's not good because the pain ought to be telling you something is desperately wrong in your spiritual body. And all they're doing is giving Novocaine and you think you're fine when actually you're rotting from the inside. Look at verse number 18, for who hath stood in the counsel of the Lord and hath perceived and heard his word? Who hath marked his word and heard it? You know, who are the people that are listening to God? Who are the people that are, that are looking at the messages of man and, and marking them according to the eternal word of God as the resource of truth and righteousness? Look at verse number 19, behold, a whirlwind of the Lord has gone forth in fury. Even a grievous whirlwind, it shall fall grievously upon the head of the wicked. So if you really understood God's word, if you really were marking the word of God as it should be marked, you would see that the message of the hour is a message of judgment. And God's judgment is coming like a whirlwind. Unlike your message of relax, it's fine, don't worry about it. Uh, Jeremiah is just a doom and gloomer. Uh, not, nothing bad will ever happen. No, if you really marked the word of God, if you really knew the counsel of God, then you would be preaching the message that Jeremiah is currently preaching, the message that the whirlwind is coming. Verse number 20, the anger of the Lord shall not return until he have executed, until he have performed the thoughts of his heart. Think about the irony of what God just said. 
God just said, hey, what I say in my word, the anger that I'm expressing right now, all of this will happen according to the thoughts of my heart. So think about what God has just said through Jeremiah. God has said, they're preaching according to the thoughts of their heart. They're making it up as they go. They're preaching the imagination of their heart. And yet what's going to happen with their preaching? Nothing. Because it's the word of man. It's going to come to vanity. But my words that come out of my heart are all going to come to pass. Why? Because God is God. And when he speaks the words of his heart, his heart is always 100% of the time accurate. Verse number 20 again, in the latter days, ye shall consider it perfectly. In other words, what God is saying is, yeah, you might not see this now. You might not believe this now, but just wait, wait. And then you'll understand all of this completely. You'll get it. You know why? Because hindsight is 2020. And you might not believe right now that the days of judgment are coming. You might not believe right now that the Babylonian army is marching. You might not believe right now that the people will be scattered. You might not believe any of that. But in the latter days, then you're going to understand all of this. You're going to get it completely. Why? Because history at that point will have revealed what prophetically I'm telling right now. See, with God, history and prophecy are always equal. Why? Because historically... Everything that we see is everything God said we would see. And why? Because God's word is always true. Verse number 21, I have not sent those prophets. I've not sent these prophets, yet they ran. You know, I didn't tell them to go preach. I didn't tell them to run to the street corners. I didn't tell them to go and give their message, but they did it anyway. Look at this. Uh, I have not spoken to them, yet they have prophesied. So they're, they're going to places I didn't send them. And they, they are speaking words that I did not give them. And so the point is, they are in the wrong place saying the wrong thing, and I'm not going to honor them. They're the wrong people. Look at verse number 22. But if they had stood in my counsel and had caused my people to hear my words, then they should have turned them from their evil way and from the evil of their doings. If they really were of me, if they really had been commissioned by me, if the words they were speaking were my words, then they would be telling people to repent. They would be telling people to turn from their evil ways. They would be telling people to get right with me. So their message itself is an indicator that they're not from me because they're not preaching repentance. They're not preaching against sin. They're not preaching against the, the evils of this culture. They're just going along to get along. Verse number 23, we'll end with these two verses. Am I a God at hand, saith the Lord, and not a God afar off? It's a rhetorical question. So God says, am I not near? Am I not here? I mean, it's a rhetorical question. Yes. You you would all, at least academically, attest to the fact that God is everywhere present. Is that not true, said said the Lord? Of course it is. Well, because that's true, because God is here, because God sees and knows, and wherever you go, whether near or far, God is there. Because that is true, look at verse, remember what God said to Asa, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil, and the, the eyes of the Lord wander throughout the whole earth to find himself, to show himself strong on the behalf of somebody that will fear him. So God knows everything. 
whether here or far. So because that's true, look at verse number 24. Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him? You know, try to play hide and seek with God. See how that works. Try to find a perfect hiding place, maybe among the fig leaves, and think that you've hidden from God. You never will. Try to hide that wedge of gold in your tent. You'll find out with Achan, you never can. No, you can't hide from God. And the Bible says here, can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him? Saith the Lord, do not I fill heaven and earth? You know, go anywhere in the universe. You're not going to escape me. I have heard what the prophets said, that prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. I hear what they're saying. I hear their fancy messages. I hear them claiming that they have scriptural authority. How long shall it shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies? Yea, they are prophets of the deceit of their own heart. I'm telling you, their messages did not come from me. They're making it up. Which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams, which they tell every man to his neighbor, as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. In other words, what they're saying, the message they're preaching, the false doctrine that they're espousing, this goes back to what they did in the nation in Israel 150 years ago. I'm telling you, they're making it up. And the only sure foundation we have is the word of God. So you better stick with it. You better preach it. You better stay on it. It's not always going to be popular. It's not always going to tell people what they want to hear, but it is the foundational element that ultimately will help and save this nation. So that's where we're going to end today. Verse number 27. We'll talk a little bit more, more about these dreaming prophets next episode. No time today. Hope you have a great day in the Lord. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.